0: Welcome back, everyone. This is episode number 47. This is Discussing Who, and if you are listening to us right now, we are live on Facebook. But if you're listening to us on iTunes or whatever you might be listening to us on, then you're probably not listening to us on Facebook. So, uh, But welcome back. This is, like I said, episode Forty-seven, And before I even introduce myself, I want to say, if you've l- listened to episode number 46 and even a little bit of episode number 45, just want to announce at the moment that Gleary has been laid to rest. <laughs> Gleary has left the building. Gleary has exited stage left because as I was talking to uh, the guys before we got started, I said that story in 46 alone four different times. So Gleary has left the building, but with that out of the well, way, well, I,
1: I think the good point is we finally have something to replace Batman V Superman. So, let's just
0: <laughs> okay. I give you that. I absolutely give you that. And the funny thing was, even as I'm sitting there listening, I'm, I'm going on and on and on and I'm listening and I'm like, okay. It was funny, but it really wasn't that funny. Oh my God, he's telling it again. So, (laughs) so for anybody listening to forty six, just just know that it was oxygen depraved. I had no oxygen. (laughs) I was in space. I lost oxygen. I didn't lose my, you know, I didn't lose my sight or anything like that. Didn't lose my hearing. None of that happened. But I just lost a little bit of cognitive ability and just started babbling the same story over and over and (laughs) over and over again. So Gleary, gone. But who's not gone is Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, Kyle. Uh, How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Doing good. Glad to be on for another episode. Uh, Absolutely glad. And glad to have you back. And also glad to be back with us, I hope, is Mr. Clarence, I mean, blah, blah, blah. It is not Mr. Clarence Brown, it is Mr. Lee Shackelford. Ah, but you flatter me.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm back.
0: Well, hello back, how are you? Yeah. So, do you have enough oxygen in your tank?
2: I I believe so, yes. I have at least 2,000 breaths.
0: Well, that might make us through this episode. So, as you know, you can you know refill, you know, buy some more, steal some more, you know, barter some more. However, you want to do it, uh, just as long as we get through this. Expensive stuff that is.
1: Capitalism in space.
0: (laughs) So, let me ask you, Clarence. I know we are live on Facebook, but you know, since we are live, I want to ask a question. It uh, is telling me as I'm watching this. On Facebook, something went wrong. We're having trouble playing this video. Uh, Should I refresh? I have no idea. I don't see it on my end. All so, right. so let's see what happens. Because <laughs> it's see. not a video. All right, so let's just right. see what happens. And I think it was on my end. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, <laughs> like I said, we're live, and that's you know kind of the beauty of being. I suppose live. So yeah, this is going to have a little less polish perhaps than. Yeah, exactly. Again, we can just, you know, kind of blame it on Gleary. Yeah. So stop talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) True, 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 true. Well, what we can't stop talking about is the fact that we are in a um, live season of Dr. Who and we are yeah. actually in episode 5 or just finished up episode 5 so um Lee off the top of your head how did you like it
2: I uh, loved it um <clears throat> i had some um uh, uh some of the listeners of this show know that i am in the midst of writing uh what i guess is season 2 of my outer space drama so there were parts of uh, oxygen where I was going. Oh no! Don't do that because that's what I'm going to do. Oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but um, but uh, I do not have a, a, a zombie corpses uh, being uh, carried around by their suits. Ah, in my ship, <laughs> G- so. got you. Uh, yeah, but um, but we are leaving the ship in uh, relativity. We cool. are going outside. Oh wow!
0: So oh, exciting.
2: So that's. Um, so then that's what I was working on, you know, and I said, okay, I better stop so I can go watch Doctor Who. Oh, they're going outside now. <laughs> but no, I, it's a, it's a taut thriller and uh, a lot of new dimensions to characters. We, we've been saying how much we like the idea of sort of the crowded TARDIS. We want to see an adventure with Bill and Nardal, and we finally got it really. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with both of them as uh, sort of uh, the, the angel and devil on the, the doctor's shoulders. And uh, I liked
0: that a lot. What about you? You know what? I actually thought it was a very good episode, to be honest with you. And uh, right. for, before we go further, I kind of jumped ahead of our even our news section because, section because I was actually uh, so into this particular episode. So let <laughs> me say for anybody that has listened, you know what's coming next. And if you've not uh, watched Oxygen yet, which is Episode 5, Series 10, Doctor Who – put us on pause we're not going anywhere go watch it come back and you know start listening again because from henceforth spoilers
1: spoilers Affirmative. spoilers spoilers Affirmative.
0: spoilers so that's out of the way so unless you're
2: on the live feed in which case it's too late so. it's too late. <laughs>
0: All right. So let me ask um, you, Clarence, you know, just off the top. How, how did you enjoy it?
1: Oh, man, I absolutely love this episode. It, you know, I, I think it kind of um, echo a lot of the sentiments. I think Nautil was saying the doctor had, uh, you want to go to space, don't you? <laughs> and <laughs> that that's kind of how I am. I think I always enjoy the episodes where they're off uh, off Earth and um this was just another case where you know I really, really enjoyed this semi zombie like episode, and you know uh we just mentioned it the the um importance of air <laughs> as a commodity <laughs> and yeah and and I mean even from the opening words, I just really enjoyed this episode, and I thought it was a lot of fun, my favorite of the of the series so far. Uh, what about you, Cal?
0: I, I, you know, I really did, and I actually thought about you, Lee, when uh, we started the very first few seconds of the episode, and it starts out with space, the oh, final so frontier. Good. So good. <laughs> Always wanted to hear Peter Capaldi say that. <laughs> so so, what did you think about the tagline after the final frontier of what he said? You know, where it he goes into final because it wants to kill us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's very, very true. You know, it's, it's. Uh, I, I always enjoy a, a talk uh, where anybody, any voice of authority reminds us that uh, most of the universe, what really wants us dead. Um, to the extent that it wants anything, um, space is an incredibly hostile place to be. Yeah, and uh, it was, um, you know. So, for fans of the Martian, that was that was good. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, Apollo thirteen. You know, <laughs> any other story like that. Where just just reminded that uh, a lot of our sci fi and fantasy makes it look like being out in space is easy, and it's uh, it's not. It's never going to be. It's um, yeah. So I like that.
0: You know, I want to go back to the. Opening sequence, and I want to ask you guys a question. <laughs> and it's something that I'll be honest with you as much as I pay attention to the differences in the um, opening sequences that has never been noticed by me before. So I've got a question. After the gears, because you know, we start now with, you know, for the last, you know, three or four years with the Capaldi's era, we've got the gears at the very beginning. Then oh, the titles. The, and, and the what now in the title sequence yeah. yes in the title sequence yeah. so, 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 when we're, so when we've got the title sequence coming out and you see the gears and, and you see that then you see this uh, you know I don't want to say twirling but rounding you know um, of these Roman numerals what do you see the Roman numerals as being is it a, is it a device is it what what do you guys see that as being
1: hmm I have to say, I pay very little attention to the opening sequence. Uh, okay. mo- most times I don't even watch it. I get up and go do something while I was playing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I just know those same symbols are on the in the actual TARDIS, in the ceiling of the TARDIS itself, I believe. But um, no, I, I didn't really get anything else out of it. Uh,
0: what about you guys? Lee, I want to um, ask you before I go and get my thoughts
2: well i'm i'm always a big fan of a really a really stylish um title sequence uh, you know in uh, on t v shows or in uh, big screen motion pictures it's it's something that i i always uh, i i feel like is is an art unto itself and i i always appreciate when it's well done and uh god knows we've gotten a lot of different title sequences on Doctor Who and some of them have not been interesting to look at to me <laughs> but from the very beginning you know they were um they were mood setting. They were, they were there to let you know that something you're about to see something. It isn't like what you see in the rest of the real world. And, uh, as soon as Peter Capaldi's, uh, time on the show began, we, we started very consciously using these clock faces. And I have assumed that one of the reasons why we can now really, uh, employ that image is because it's got a big 12 on the top. Um, so you get the number 12 and then you get his face. And uh, I have you know, always assumed that that was sort of graphically what uh, what that uh, team is going for. And, right. uh,
0: Very interesting to me that you picked up on that because for as many times as I have watched it, and, and you guys know me well enough to know by now that I've watched things over and over and over, I have never uh, picked up on the 12 being at the top. And I instantly thought it was a clock. And then I was told earlier, mm, you know, who's to say that that's just, you know, who's to say that's a clock? Because I said, well, you know, this can't stay around when we get the 13th, doctor. It's going to look yeah. different. And I was told, no, it could be, you know, it, it's not necessarily a clock. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that's right.
2: But it also obviously is. I mean, we're all conditioned to see a you know, 12-hour clock with a big 12 on top of it. So, you know, it, it just sort of is what it is. It, um yeah, maybe uh, maybe uh, next year we'll have, a, we'll
0: have a, a digital, we'll have a military clock. And that was, okay, weird. That was the next thing I was told was, well, you know there's a such thing as military time. And I was like. Exactly. That'll uh, Most oh, yeah. of the
2: world uses it. Yeah, we, yeah, that'll take us up through 23. That'll be a little. <laughs> we'll, and, 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 and,
0: and, and yeah, we'll be on. We're, welcome back to uh, episode number 445. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> and and right, whatever year that time. might be. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, what, what I found interesting about this particular episode was we had an opportunity last week to be in a room and listen to the person who actually wrote this week's, um, you know, um, episode. So I'm going to yeah. go back just a little bit and recap that. S- some of what. Uh, Jamie said and you know about how you know the writing process goes so did so here's my first question did did having the ability to get insight from the writer attach you more to this episode attach you less didn't make a difference or or what either either, you know anybody
1: uh personally I think it attached me a bit more um Even when he was um, just kind of giving a brief synopsis of what the episode would be, uh, which we mentioned um, as a writer, he knows is going to be very different from his initial pitch. (laughs) Um, Even from that, I got really excited about this episode and I was really anticipating it, especially after uh, last week's episode uh, where I, I just didn't feel it, I guess. So I was really, really looking forward to this one. now, And I guess it kind of made last week's episode seem much worse than, it, than maybe it actually was <laughs> because I was so excited about his pitch and so ready to see this episode. And, yeah, I think it did form a bit of an attachment for me. But I, but that being said, I think I would have enjoyed it regardless of hearing him or not. Uh, what about you guys? Lee, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I I, I would certainly have enjoyed it, whether I'd heard Jamie Matheson talking about it or not. And, you know, and honestly, while watching the show, I forgot that we had just been hearing the the screenwriter (laughs) talk about it a little before. Because, you know, as we were discussing at the con, I I know as a writer that, um, you know, between the page and the screen, um, things change a lot. And... uh, and so I wonder what uh, I wonder what uh, Jamie Matheson's experience of watching it was, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> because sometimes you're you're pointing at the screen, going, "Hey, what 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 is that? What <laughs> you know, what's going yeah. on there?" But uh, but I got to agree with Clarence. I I really wanted to enjoy Knock Knock a lot more than I did. Uh, but you know, when the day is done, I just uh, I, I'm I'm not going to have any trouble forgetting that episode. Yeah. But but my favorite part of Knock Knock was the teaser for Oxygen, and so. <laughs> you know, Seriously. So I was, you know, so, so I was there this week. It's like, okay, bring it. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so. Uh, and, and it doesn't uh, hurt that it was like a very strong story, even without, like Clarence said, you know, it, you kind of forget, or you, or you both said, you kind of forget that we were actually, you know, interacting somewhat with the writer of this episode, but I, I, you know i 'll tell you another uh, lesson that it's um, that I think indirectly ties to the episode, and it goes back to my comment of you know meeting him and having that you know listening to him talk it goes back to how you conduct yourself as a human being and knowing how sick he was while he was up there interacting with people and still putting on a good face and didn't want people to lose out on the fact of hey you know you paid money and i was one of the people you came to see i think that in in itself regardless of how good the episode was also kind of endeared it to you because it was like dang it this this guy just seems like a really genuine nice guy
1: yeah definitely it yeah. was it was mm-hmm. fantastic hearing him talk it's just i probably could have listened to him talk for another hour he's he's oh, yeah. a really yeah. good speaker presenter and hearing some of the uh um, ins and outs of how you know these
0: things actually get made was was definitely a treat and and, and let me share something interesting with you that i noticed um because 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 i think lee last uh last week you called me the keeper of the quotes and i I found plenty of quotes in here but 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 i found a quote that i actually tied me to something our realization into something else and it was actually toward the um end of the show about probably two-thirds of the way through the doctor says i am the doctor i will do everything within my power to save all of your lives and when i do you will spend the rest of your lives wondering who I was and why I helped you. Now, uh, here's my deal. Back in Series 8, I remember saying that pretty much for the first six or eight episodes, I just didn't feel Capaldi. I didn't connect with him. I just wasn't feeling the chemistry between uh, he and Clara, et cetera, and so mm-hmm. forth. However, I remember in Series 8... Saying on Podshock that the speech that he had coming out of the tardis made me feel like that was the I am the doctor uh, speech, and ironically enough, flatline was written by Jamie Matheson. That's right. so interesting tie-in, so kudos to him. kudos to him. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and, and I had said before that uh, one of the reasons I was eager
2: to, to, to be in the same room with him and hear what he had to say was because Flatline has been maybe my favorite episode of the, of the whole uh, um, Clara period. So, and um, which says a lot because, uh, for her because it, it, it gives her so very much to do.
0: So I yeah. got to ask this question, since you said my favorite Clara episode, I would yeah. be remiss if I didn't ask our friend Clarence, what was your favorite Clara episode?
1: Oh, man, you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, yeah, I, man, you make me dig deep. I don't, I, I'm not <laughs> going to say just one. Um, I like I like you know I guess it's, it's cliche, but I liked all of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, how did I know anyone say that? How did I know? Yeah,
2: yeah, ask me what my favorite Sarah Jane is. <laughs>
1: all of them. <laughs> Any moment she was on screen, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah Good. Very good point. Very. Which, good.
1: Which point. is fitting, coming from the impossible host. So, yeah. Um, so exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm Too host. true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too, yeah.
0: To
2: one of the best things about uh, flatline is that she's on screen almost yeah. the whole
0: episode.
1: So, you know, this is true. There you go. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's kind of just walk through the episode a little bit. I know we've been jumping around a little bit, but let's actually go, you know, through the episode and guys feel free to jump in at any point if you, you know, s- choose to do so. So, you know, we start out, we're obviously, uh, you know, back at the university, and the doctor has sent uh, Nortle away, but Nordal has gotten clever enough to figure out, hey, you know, he's trying to leave again, so he comes back. And yeah. uh, he says, I was given but, – but, but I've got a question here. He says, I was given strict instructions to keep you at the university. And the doctor responds, who by? And the Nortle says, You doctor says, well, you're not doing a very good job at it, of it, are you? I thought I sent you to Birmingham for a packet of crisps. Yeah, I saw through your cunning ruse. Yes, what well, if you will go thinking for yourself, what do you want? I was given strict instructions to keep you at the university. Who am You! Well, you're not doing a very good job, are you? I'll overlook at this once. Do you know what this is? If it's not crisps, you're sacked. Fluid link k 57 Removed it from the TARDIS the other night after your lecture. That is very untrusting. You took an oath, sir. The vault cannot be unguarded. Listen to Mr. Borin. I'm acting under your orders. See how reliable I am? What's the fluid link? No idea. But the TARDIS can't go anywhere without it. Who told you that? You did. Exactly. What? Teach you to trust me. No. I'm docking your pay for this. So what's going on? What do you guys think? I mean, that stood out to me. So what do you guys, did you guys think that odd or did you, what were your thoughts on that? Well, we're, we're
2: deliberately being messed with and, and uh, it's, <laughs> it, it's it, it, you know, it's, it's the, uh, it's the big arc of the, of the, this series. And so, uh, um, you know, the, the, the writers have a, uh, have a duty to keep deepening the mystery so that we remember <laughs> that this is what's going on huh? i'm serious you know you got to you got to keep getting in there and making it more complicated so that uh, uh and 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 i love that we're we're getting sort of breadcrumbs like this we're sort of getting these things pointed towards whatever the inevitable conclusion is but yeah so this is that does suggest that this is something that the doctor took on and it isn't somebody else who told him. It's not the white guardian or <laughs> something like that, the time lords. Um, this is something that he, he knows he has to do, but it's, but it's also against his will. So he, that makes it more
0: morally complex and I find that very interesting. And you know, uh, right on top of that, and then Clarence, I want to hear uh, your thoughts. Uh, the doctor also says, what do you want from me? And Nordal says, the truth. And the doctor says, don't be unreasonable. So so (laughs) Clarence, do you you see anything else going on? Or what what are you feeling?
1: um, I didn't notice it initially, but I guess you're trying to hint at maybe a future uh, version of the doctor may have came back and gave Nordal instructions and maybe gave them
0: this uh, mandate to protect the vault or something like that. Um I'm not I sure. Like- I mean I, I mean I know I'm hinting at something, but I'm the, the the caveat there is I don't know what I'm hinting at.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does sound particularly w- weird, but uh again mm-hmm. on the point you made about the doctor lying is and when he talks about the um the fluid link or whatever yes, it was yes, called. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh Nordle thinks he's uh being sly by pulling it from the TARDIS, uh but little does he know, um, I guess it's not needed. <laughs> So I thought that was hilarious.
2: And we, we have heard reference to the fluid link back in uh, John Pertwee's era. So, really? Uh, oh. oh yeah. uh, elaborate. So, uh, there, there really is something that you can take out of the TARDIS and keep it from running. And, uh, but yeah, so, and Nardole may know that. But what he's got is what he thinks is the fluid link, <laughs> but it isn't.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So, <laughs> so now, is, the, is the fluid link what the Time Lords took out to keep him stranded uh, when he was in exile.
2: Uh, this may be one of those times where people more knowledgeable than I are shouting at their podcast devices and saying, no, Lee, you idiot. It was it's something else. But I do remember a reference to the fluid link before. And, I, and I'm thinking that it is the thing that um, the third doctor didn't have. And that's why he was stranded on Earth.
1: Oh, ah, OK. Interesting. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, it definitely seems Nordle is on his job, uh, even attending class. Uh, where the doctor, I guess he's supposed to be talking about crop rotation (laughs) and he's talking about dying in space. So, you know, another funny thing in this episode,
0: (laughs) what is this glass? Yes, exactly. I mean, is it like random, uh, random thoughts of death and time and blah, 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 whatever makes sense for this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, another thing that I found interesting, And I think, well, let me ask this. Are we safe to say at this point that Nordle is some type of humanoid cyborg or robot or something?
1: You know what? I would initially say that. But what happens later in this episode leads me to believe maybe not because I don't want to, you know, get too far ahead. But at that one point when that thing happens to the doctor, you think Nortle would have been
0: the one to remove his helmet? But ah, interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. even I, I didn't even get that. That didn't even occur
2: to me. There's a lot going on there. If you're if you're thinking along those lines, and one of them is uh, this episode presents a problem for us as fans of the classic series because Fourth Doctor and the Fifth Doctor both spoke about Time Lords having a respiratory bypass. Uh-huh. which means that they don't have to breathe sometimes. And the fifth doctor actually goes out at the TARDIS without a spacesuit suit on. Um, and, and, uh, and I think a lot of people, you know, maybe at the time said, okay, the show is broken. Now, now the doctor is Superman. If you know, if he can, <laughs> you know, so maybe we're going to kind of retcon this and say, okay, that didn't actually happen that way. But, but he did. He, he did.
1: <laughs> so In those cases, was it the um the field getting extended around the TARDIS or was it just or they didn't explain it? <laughs> they didn't explain it. And um and
2: um yeah, and that idea of the TARDIS having sort of a state of grace around it where you can open the doors and look out while you're in deep space, that's a that's a new series concept oh. too, I think. Am I wrong about that, Kyle? Or?
0: No, I I think you're I, I think you're right. Um, I think you, I, I think think, the feeling I think was always,
2: are. if you open those doors in flight, the, the TARDIS would have evacuated, <laughs> and everything in it would have gone outside. I'm pretty sure they established that. Dude. Don't open those doors. You
0: know. Yeah, I think, especially, yeah. I'm picturing uh, maybe the mine robber or something, there was, there was a thing about making sure the doors were shut. Yeah. Maybe. Really? I'm yeah. not sure, but I think. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and,
2: um, but, anyway... <laughs>
1: It's, it's definitely a convenient device to uh do cool things, you know. <laughs> you know, sit out in the middle of space and just open the doors and hang out, you know. Uh yeah. So I don't know. Well but, but yeah, but getting back to Nardal,
2: I I I I I got the feeling from the, the Christmas special that he is just uh kind of an ordinary schlub who got his head lopped off. And so the question for me is not where did his head come from it's where did this body come from
0: (laughs) all right well i'm going to take you completely in the opposite direction there and say where did his head come from because it says i haven't seen my true face in years i swapped it for this one on the run
1: right just weird very weird (laughs) yeah. <laughs> and then like something else that fell flat for me in this episode was the fact when he referenced to the voice as being his girlfriend. Yes. Uh, I don't know if there's a joke or or they called back to it several times. So I, 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 I was just really lost on that point. I'm like, what does this mean? Is it just a throwaway thing? I'm not sure. Or, or was <laughs> well, it a misdirection? Perhaps. <laughs>
2: mm. Well, he he had to remember um, her name. And then asked later and and he was right, that was her name, so if, if if he's just making a joke, it's uh
0: yeah but see here's why I say, was it a misdirection when yeah. he said velma, oh oh oh, her name was Velma, velma. and she yeah. said uh, she, but but her response was not, yes, my name is Velma. she says, "My name is now Velma well, it's hmm. now. So I wonder if, oh. if by saying what her name was, he somehow knew the command. I, I'm just—that's where I get the misdirection from. Was did he know that it would respond to whatever name it, it, that he was given? Not saying that Nortle is sinister per se, and, and you know that's not. For, but I'm I'm just opening that avenue. I'm not saying let's go. You know I want to go down it. I'm just saying. That, that, that just seemed odd, a little bit to me. Possibly.
2: Yeah.
1: Many mysteries here. Many mysteries.
0: All right. So yeah, just
1: me, go ahead. It, no, I was going to say back back on Norto um, when they first get out of the, tar- the Tardis and extend the field, you know, around the section they were in. Um, at the first sign of danger. <laughs> He's like, uh, back to the TARDIS. And he said it several times. I thought it was freaking hilarious. How, how he was um, ready to run at the first sign of danger. And by the second or third time, even Bill was on board with him. Uh, back to the TARDIS, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun's fun, but let's get out of here. <laughs> and and you know, I was looking down, we are thirty minutes into our recording. And the fact that we have mentioned Bill very little does not speak ill of Bill. She had a very important role in the story, but I think it might be safe to say that we have missed having that third person having Nordle because we Mm. pretty much focused on him. It's true. He's
2: the one with all the mysteries here. So, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but, um, yeah, it's funny, this is, I guess we we're, we're finally have the luxury, now that we've gotten to know who Bill really is, to sort of allow her to be the traditional damsel in distress that uh, companions so often end up as. I mean, she's the one who got the bomb suit, and there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. Um,
0: but still, she does things that are completely refreshing with it even yeah. being in distress that's right you know yeah, it's yeah. there's uh, screaming yes there's no screaming the uh there's oh where do you want to go well what are the reviews you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that <laughs> is, and that is so today right, i mean but, that's what people would ask yeah. today oh well let me go check out the reviews before we go yeah, yeah which is the whole
2: foundation of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, too. She's, <laughs> she's reinventing that whole concept there, that,
1: that there would be a, uh, a Yelp for uh, the universe. <laughs> and uh, and I, I think whereas uh, Bill tends to ask the questions we want to ask, I think in this episode, Norto particularly was kind of uh, stating the obvious. You know, he was sort of like a narrator, but not really. Um, he was just kind of stating the obvious in every situation, which I I, I really like that as well. well. Wasn't there even a line this time finally about that? Didn't the doctor
2: say something like, "Are you going to say something it isn't the yeah, blind well, obvious?"
0: Something maybe. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. Yeah. At, yeah. Oh, when, the set, when the door shut.
1: When the door shut and he tried to get out, I think that's
0: when he said that line. Yes. Yeah, I think so too.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um. I may actually have to jump out of this in a, in a few minutes, guys. But, uh, uh, and, and at the risk of running the conversation even longer, I wanted to back up to what I said about the fluid link because I was looking it up. And uh, uh, I was almost right. But um, this, this may be of, of interest to you. The fluid link is, a, is an essential part of the TARDIS according to the first doctor. Ah. ooh, it says that the reason why they have to stay on Scarrow in the very first Dalek story is because the fluid link is run out of mercury. Well, it ah. turns out, late he's lying.
0: <laughs> so we find so, out in the second uh, story that the doctor lies. Huh. Yeah,
2: that's, that's right. Lie. And specifically, he lies about the, the, what the the fluid link is. So, so running gag, <laughs> running gag. That's it. What this is what's happening. We're we are yet again calling back to the first doctor, which you know, <laughs> One every day, time it happens, I shall come you back. Gotta, yeah. Interesting. Somehow. So, yes, yeah, so I, I I wanted to drop that in there. All
0: right. well, in the event that you do have to leave us early, I want wow. to go ahead and 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 bounce up for you and let you say get what are your preliminary final thoughts on in case <laughs> you do have to jump out early.
2: Um I enjoyed this a lot. I am I am um um uh, in in a uh, in a minority in our culture that I find zombies personally very boring. Um, So I was discouraged to see that this looked like a zombie story. Um, But, um, but they're not zombies. They're, they're just dead. Yes. And they're they're walking around. Um, Interesting. We've had uh, people dead inside their own space suits before. And um, so that was also cool, you know, 'Cause I, I like the Vashti Narada and the, the people that they left behind. I thought that was uh that was uh, very scary and a lot of fun. Um so this this managed to get into the same level of scary as Vashti Narada without it actually being the same thing. And uh that that's a lot of fun. But yeah, the 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 villain in this uh, in this story is space and greed. Just the plain suits. <laughs> suits, yeah. Who who were designed, you know, to be the instrument of corporate greed so uh in this way it it kind of works like um alien where that's a big theme um that you know the corporation that sent them out that they don't care <laughs> they don't care what happens yeah. to these and um weyland yutani and uh so that's happening here too and i i liked that um and um but yeah it's it, it is it's just a gripping story with um some very real with some with some good science in it i think i I wouldn't swear that all the science is right but um uh, the um those those stats of the doctor quotes about how long we can live in space or and exactly what happens to us i i think that's all pretty pretty well known um and uh it's always good to hear those brought out again <laughs> as a reminder space is not something to play around with, yeah so anyway but yeah i did I, I enjoyed it a whole lot it's very it's a gripping story with um i think as we're discussing here a lot of memorable lines a lot of pithy and 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 and, and wonderful things get said in this script so three cheers to that guy that guy who wrote <laughs> Yep,
0: he did a very good job whoever he may be
2: yeah whatever
0: <laughs> you know i want to jump in and 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 mention something on what you said you know the um you know the you know the monster or whatever was space it was the suits you know we did mention greed and we did mention into the corporation for me it is nothing more than the corporation it's nothing more than the greed because space is just space it's there we just happen to be in it if we get out in it it's not attacking per se aggressively it's just there and we you know, we being the characters in that episode it were exposed to what was already there. It couldn't, it was already what it was. And the, yeah. same, and the same thing for the suits. The suits were just like, like, we, like our computers that we're on were programmed to boot up when we press the power button. But the, mm-hmm. the, but the behind the scenes were the people who were worried about, and as the doctor said, the bottom line, where human life has no value at all. I just I thought that was very good.
2: So it draws a comparison, really, this script does between the the corporate people who are who are running this mining operation and space itself. In that, when the day is done, they don't care.
0: Yeah, you know, they're just there. They don't care. All right. So I have a question for both of you. Now we know uh, toward the end of the episode what happens? Um, you know, the doctor gives, um, you know, gives her the helmet. He he's, he walks in the vacuum of space and he's blinded. So I want to take us back for a quick, brief moment to the angels take Manhattan. And in the angel takes or the angels take Manhattan. There is a weeping angel that breaks our, well, actually to free herself. Uh, River's wrist is broken and the 11th doctor uses just a touch of regenerative energy to heal her wrist. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. why can he not heal his eyes?
2: Well, it only <laughs> If I were writing this, it would be because it only works if it's a gift.
1: Okay. Oh, that's interesting. That's
0: what I'd do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then I would say, and I don't have to explain why it's that way either. <laughs> Sort of like how the um, the sky opens up to give more regenerations, maybe, just it just <laughs> so right. happens. Yeah, because it's nice. Yeah. yeah. But, uh,
2: yeah, um, yeah, yeah. good question.
0: And I couldn't Cause, come cause, up know, with an was, answer.
2: Well, and I was still stuck on the fact that we've seen him <laughs> in space without his helmet before. <laughs> but, um you know, and maybe the circumstances are really different. I, do, I don't know, but um,
0: or maybe he's really not blind and he's pretending to be. Ah, the doctor lies. The doctor lies.
1: You, uh, yeah. I kind of felt like it was just a huge troll, oh. <laughs> to be honest. Because <laughs> uh, uh, a the uh, sonic screwdriver gets broken, and mm-hmm. B he loses oh. his sight. So what happens when we get back in the office? What do we see on his face? The shades. You're in luck, Clarence. Oh, my God. My (laughs) most hated thing from the last season. (laughs) And he's going to have them for the whole episode next time. Yeah. I'm I'm presuming, I I guess those are the Sonic Shades, but I did see the screwdriver in the clip uh, preview. So maybe they aren't the Sonic Shades. I don't know. But still, I think it was a huge troll. (laughs) But yeah, it worked well for the story, I guess. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I don't like the, the shades. You know, we know I don't like the shades, so I'm right there with you. But, um, so I, let, let me, uh huh. I'm sorry. No, but go I to ask
1: you guys are there, are there cases in the past? Uh, I know we spoke last time about he never leaves his sonic behind. Are, are there times in the past where he's broken the sonic screwdriver before or has gotten destroyed in some way? Yeah, the, uh, the, the fifth doctor's screwdriver
2: was, uh, was was blasted by the pteroleptiles. And, uh, and he, 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 he he looks down at it. They're burnt uh, into a crisp. And he says, I feel like I've just lost an old friend.
0: <laughs>
2: and, and the sonic screwdriver does not appear again in Doctor Who until the 1996 movie.
0: Right. So wow. literally, that, that was the uh, classic death of the t- screwdriver. Yeah.
2: So no screwdriver for... The rest of the time, the fifth doctor, never for the sixth, never for the seventh. Wow. Huh. Yeah. And, and then suddenly he's got it uh, in the movie as the eighth doctor. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think a lot of us, when the series was revived, we were wondering, so are they going to do this screwdriver? Yes? No? <laughs> and boy, do they ever. <laughs>
0: yep. So, do they ever?
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a new, a new screwdriver every time we get a new doctor. <laughs> a whole cup full of them. S- we'll sell more toys. And you get a screwdriver. <laughs> and
1: you just get a screwdriver, and get... That, yeah. that was a good one. So, so <laughs> guys, I think I think we're missing the best character in this episode, and can, that we, is. Can, can we just give a round of applause for the blue guy? Oh. <laughs> the
2: blue guy, was Especially so
1: awesome. you can his name. Is it Dachren? Is
0: that right? Oh man, uh, I don't think I
2: can even try. <laughs> it, it, wasn't it Darren? <laughs> yeah, it's Darren. It's
0: Darren. <laughs> I find that racist that you would pronounce the name. Of it. <laughs> but all, but 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 uh, but but some of my best friends were bluish. <laughs> <laughs> Nardal, <laughs> yeah, they're all trying, you know.
1: Oh man, the point where he says, "Great, we rescued a racist," I just like that is so great, so awesome. And you know, of course, Bill being a black woman, um, putting her pin her up against the blue guy, I think was just <laughs> beautifully done her racist well yeah and the beautiful thing that is that she says you know i'm
2: usually on the receiving end of this and he says why well, yeah, yeah he doesn't get it yeah. so yeah <laughs> which makes a very nice point in itself it's like yeah well, why would that be you're not blue
0: How could you? <laughs> to... How... yeah and and, you blue, could... And, and and it's easy for us as a as a viewer to forget that these people that they're meeting assume because of the, the psychic paper that they are from their own time, not that she's from what we're assuming they're in the future. We don't know that. But but I'm assuming, you know, that these people are somewhere in the future. So therefore, um, you know, you know, he doesn't even have a inkling of where uh, Bill actually comes from is my point.
2: Yeah. yeah. And th- there's no explanation about, about where he comes from either, right?
0: No, no. Other than he's yeah. blue,
1: yeah. Have we seen aliens like that in the past?
2: We've seen lots of blue guys here fairly recently, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I think starting in uh, New New Earth.
0: Yeah, um, so, I'm um, trying to think now. I do know that there was like a, a race of blue guys, uh, but I don't know if it, I don't know if they were aliens. But I do know that they lived somewhere in like some village somewhere, but I can't remember where. Hmm. They was they were like three apples high or two apples high and like they all wore these white hats and white pants. And they sing they sang a lot. I can't remember what they were though. Oh corny joke <laughs> I But you got your series mi- series mixed up. <laughs> Corny joke yeah. didn't didn't work. Never mind. La 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 la. Yeah. Sorry, that one fell. I, I just need to like uh accept the fact that I'm not a comedian and just move on. So
1: so what that do you was guys- that was
0: painful anyway?
1: No, it wasn't bad, man. It wasn't bad. So, so what do you guys think about, uh, they were very adamant on killing Bill this episode. Um, she had two near-death experiences, um, which I found weird. Uh, but yeah, she had the bad suit, like you said, Lee. And man, she just couldn't catch a break, could she? No. And, and we, we all love her enough
2: now that it, that it really matters to us. We really do not want anything bad to happen to Bill. Um, so that's, that's good storytelling all around. Um, I, 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 did I miss something? Did I, did I blink when I'm not supposed to blink? But I don't understand why she was, to all intent, to all appearances, dead. And then we found out that she wasn't because the suit's battery was low.
0: No, that made no sense to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I think he said that the battery was low, so he knew it couldn't kill her. Is kind of his justification. But she yeah, seemed so, like she was out to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: it. So yeah, I, I followed that part. But the, but the suit couldn't Yeah. But yeah, yeah. She certainly seemed she she was not in control of her, her
0: body. See, and and process. that was my thing, and her neck was contorted to the side yeah. and it was like, Okay, sure. really? Thing mm-hmm. on her face as well. Yes. Yeah. Now she did have these scar tissue or whatever after she woke up again. So I got to give them that that didn't immediately just disappear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was great when um, she said, uh, you always make jokes to distract us from whatever yeah. is trying to kill us. And he said, he says, um, what are jokes for? <laughs> Which I thought was great. Yeah, that's, that's why they exist. Great. <laughs> yeah. And then really
2: poignantly tell me a joke.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh man. That was hard.
2: (laughs) That was, yeah, that was, that was hard to watch.
0: All right. So let me ask you guys a question or or, or let me throw another one at you. This was another um, line that the doctor said, and I'm not sure if he said it to Bill or if he said it to um, Nortle, but something else that stood out to me in my suspicious mind was the doctor said, I never, or I try to never tell my. Or excuse me, I try to never tell the enemy my secret plans. Yeah, and that just was like, hmm, okay. Is she, and I think he may have said it to to when they were both around. And my my thought was, is he seeing both of them as an enemy? Which I you know I hope not, but. Again, no, I
1: think he's just—he said because of the suit he couldn't tell the uh, plan. Okay, but are you
0: saying he's seeing Bill and and Nortel as an enemy? Is what you're what you're alluding to? I think I think I'm looking too deep into it, trying to hmm. decipher, perhaps a little bit too much.
2: Yeah, because he he specifically mentioned that he was he didn't want to tell them what was going on because the suit would hear it. Yeah, good point. Uh, good point. So, but it, it's a it's a great line, isn't it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> another case of, of stating what would appear would, would seem to be the obvious, but uh <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's good strategy don't talk too much yeah that's a yes. that. yeah, <laughs> yeah well yeah, I thought that may have been very pointed because that did sound to me like something that I heard you know during the uh, during the last uh election was yeah uh, so yeah
1: so when when bill I guess goes unconscious almost dies the second time um. She yells for her mama, yeah. and they show the picture kind of in slow motion, and the doctor pauses for a second. I found that extremely weird, though I have no idea what it's alluding to. It could be just her mom is her closest person that she can remember, even though she didn't grow up with her. Um, it just seemed kind of weird and kind of uh, put there on purpose or kind of forced at us for some reason. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did it seem strange to you guys at all? Yeah, I felt a
2: little bit like my my chain was being yanked a little bit. Um, it, it it's all legitimate feelings, you know. And yeah. when my time comes, I'm I'm going to think of my mother too. But yeah. uh, but but yeah, it did seem. Do we miss something? <laughs> what, <laughs>
0: what you know? Yeah, I'm kind of like what both of you guys said. It feel I mean, it felt like something, but not sure what something actually was maybe i don't know maybe yeah weird i mean because because as i was you know as i was watching it you know i noticed the picture and my thought with watching it is you're really throwing that picture at us a lot and we know that she didn't have that picture until he brought that to her so are you saying that she is fixated on the mother because she had never seen pictures and it's, you know, like of an obsession for her? But but we've only seen the foster mom once in that first episode and never again since, you know, oh, yeah. and because the next time we see her, she's moved out with her friends and she's got this picture. There's no uh, picture of the foster mom, no mention of the foster mom. I just... And, you know, and that's just speculation, or just trying to come up with something. But I did feel like, okay, that was kind of off, but I just couldn't, you know, put anything on it.
2: Well, here's a thought: May, maybe it's it's normal, and and what what the what the screenwriter is touching on here is that it, it's normal, maybe especially when we're very young, as we are dying to to think about all the things in our lives that are never going to happen, that the opportunities that are missed, um, you know, and the 10th doctor says it. Uh, and and the, the, in this moment, what she's thinking of is, and, and I never even knew my mother.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. This that, is, um, this is it. You know, and uh, to add on to that, that goes back to our conversation earlier and back to Matheson's conversation about how things change. The way it is presented and directed and played by the actor may not have conveyed, um, you know, that particular um, thought. That could have been how he wrote it, but it just didn't come That's across true. on screen like that. You know, That's right. Just like we learned um, from him saying in Mummy on the Orient Express, when the question came up about the Jelly Babies and him, him saying, oh, no, I would never insult a doctor by saying a reference back to an old one because that <laughs> might be an insult, but it was Capaldi who ad-libbed and did the Jelly Baby thing, which yeah. just was great. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but that came completely from the actor, not from the writer. So maybe in the reverse, the writer may have intended, but the directing slash acting didn't portray Or took it in a different direction.
2: Well, it's so, it's funny, my my wife and I were just talking about this this afternoon. It's so precarious, little moments like that, that it's hard in the final analysis to even figure out what makes it work or what makes it fail. That, that, That could have been a moment that made perfect sense on paper. When they were shooting it, it all looked right. You know, uh, Pearl Mackey's performance is perfect. You get in the editing suite and cut it together, and then they've got the music laid under it, and you watch it and you say, "I don't get it." You know, yeah. and, and I've seen this happen. It is the this thing, and it's infuriating. But it's just that's funny. It worked up until now. It worked. It worked up until we put everything together, and now it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> you know, so you you move on and say, "Well, that's." <laughs>
0: That's just part of the deal good point, good point so so, let me ask both of you a question and Clarence i'll start with you. If you had to pick one point of this particular story where it just felt like it worked using lee 's uh, phrase right there, it just worked, what was your moment in this uh particular episode that just felt like it worked for you
1: oh man uh i don't know I'll, I'll go back to nortal being in this uh in this episode um it was good to see him there it was good to see, hear his interactions uh you know again him being mama nortal to the doctor and <laughs> questioning his every move and uh, at least trying to keep him in in um uh, in step so yeah i mean I, I really enjoyed him in this episode and again um I think the blue guy was my high point, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was, it was good to be on a proper adventure with Nardo and, and and seeing him interact with the Doctor a bit more and not so much being in the shadows. You no, know, some people hate Nardo. I, I I don't I like, like a character. Yeah, I've I've heard several people say they they don't like him that much, but but yeah, he's, he's a great character, and I really enjoyed him in this episode. All yeah. right,
0: Lee, what was your it moment that it just worked?
2: Wow, I'm not sure if there's a moment, a a single thing that really clicked for me. Um, I, um, I did realize probably about halfway through that this is Doctor Who doing what it has always done best, which is the base under siege. <laughs> um, fans of the classic series know we've done this a million times you know there's no way out of this situation and the bad guys are in here with us you know and, and, the calls uh, yeah, coming right. from inside the building you know <laughs> yeah. yeah um and um and this is just another one of those base under siege stories but it but it didn't it didn't it, the fact that it took me you know uh, 30 minutes in to, for it to really hit me we're doing the same we're doing the the formula again uh mm. speaks very well of the of the, uh, the novelty of the situation and the uh, the, the cleverness of the writing throughout. Um, but, you know, it, it is, it is part of the base under siege formula is that we, we've got several people that we're going to get to know well, and then we're going to start watching them die. And, um, and I think this script did that very effectively. Um, you, you know, you, you get to where you start... Make forming loyalties with with characters and you say, well, somebody's going to die next. I just hope it's not that guy. No, oh, it's that guy. You know? Yo, oh, man. They you did know, it, it had to meet with the blue guy. <laughs> they did, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, not him. No, oh. Yeah.
0: You know. And the blue guy so, got, got you know, he was gone quick. So, you know, I yeah. kind of wish he would have stayed around more. Yeah. Well, for me, my it moment, or where it just worked, was you know back to the quote where he says you know I'll do everything with my and p- within my power that just mm. really really worked for me because it gave me another yeah. quotable I want to <laughs> learn that quote Doctor Who um, yeah. so considering the fact that we're coming up on fifty five minutes uh, let me go ahead and give my thought of uh, the uh, sh- you know particular episode and then I'll turn it over to Clarence uh, which so my final thought which would be. Did I enjoy this episode? Absolutely, I enjoyed it. Did I enjoy it better than Knock Knock? I absolutely enjoyed it better than Knock Knock. Uh, forget the fact that we had an opportunity to you know, be uh, in a presentation with Jamie Matheson. Forget all of that. It was just a very solid, enjoyable episode that is one that I don't think that I would shy away from even watching again. Whereas with... Not, not. you know we said that before i have no desire to see bugs calling around and will not be going back and watching bugs calling around um uh, having nortle you know be a active participant within the story not just left in the tardis and coming out just here and there as he did in the first episode having bill you know be front and center having the doctor actually participate in a not two-person hug but a group hug i thought that was brilliant um yeah so i'm gonna give it a strong you know was was the story my favorite no maybe because it's i like more event stories so i'm gonna give it a very strong 4.25 that uh, more <laughs> leaning to 4.5 but 4.25 so clarence yeah, nice for me. Um
1: I echo everything you said. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to I'm going to put it around 4.5, you know. Again, anytime they're in space, um or away from earth, uh, I really enjoyed the episodes and this was an, an exception. I loved it as well. Um just to uh, come with a quote <laughs> for Kyle as as he's been quoting all episodes. All episode. I'll say my favorite one of my other favorite ones was um one of the, the um, workers said, he locked us out, out of the subroutine. <laughs> and then the doctor says, oh, I just thought I was tweeting. So yeah, That was good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right, Two thumbs up for that one. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I wonder what time it was in space, uh, just out of curiosity. I wonder if it was whenever he was doing that. I'm, I'm just curious if it was. Now, this, this joke is actually going to work. I wonder if it was like 2 or 3 a.m. whenever he was doing it.
1: Was I wonder you talking about
0: <laughs> You know, because, because you it, said he thought You know, when he locked out of the subroutines You know, just wondering, <laughs> who knows it, it, it was, But I do know it was great
1: Yeah Yeah, <laughs> but I I, I, I really, Sorry. really enjoyed this episode Um, yeah, there's there's uh, You know, but aside from the thing I said about why Nordle didn't give give uh, Bill his helmet Rather than the doctor uh, Other than that, I really didn't have any problems With it, uh but I did want to pose one last question to you guys. Uh, again, I'm giving a 4.5 to it, but my question is, has the doctor been physically impaired in any, uh, of the other episodes in times past or classic? Hmm. Lay. physically
2: impaired. Yeah. Not, not blinded like that or anything. um, I mean, apart from the times when he's been dying and, you know...
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, are, fresh, are freshly regenerated. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess he's and lost he's, an
1: arm before. True. That's
0: right. It grows right back in, you know. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I, don't, I, I can't really think of anything. You
0: know, that. and it's interesting, yeah. for what I'm going back to, considering what we said earlier, the only time that I could ever say that there was an impairment other than what we just said... I go all the way back to the first doctor, and I do know toward the end of his run, especially in the tenth planet, ironically enough, there was um, times, uh, you know, a couple of episodes that he really wasn't in because of he was too, he being Hartnell was too sick to mm-hmm. actually record it, and they, you know, they said the doctor was resting, so right, Mm-mm. yeah, interesting. All right. Well, Lee, you didn't give an opportunity. I mean, we—you know—you talked about what you thought, but but you didn't give yeah. us a number rating. So, what, what what's your uh, rating on that? I
2: like your four point two five. I think that's where I'm going go to go <laughs> too. I, uh, I I'm a Clarence. I love it whenever we're not on Earth, and um, and this wasn't on any wasn't even on a planet. So. Yeah, um, we've you know now that I think about it, we've had lots of space stations over the years, and I, I guess I always like it when we're on a space station. <laughs> so um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, a gripping story, lots of interesting characters, uh, powerful dynamic, you know, and the conflict between these characters. I'm, I'm 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 I. The thing about Bill being clearly dead and then being um, brought back from the dead by a line of dialogue um does bug me though and it, <laughs> it makes me want to see it again and see if i just you know yeah. but it didn't it didn't it didn't feel right it it didn't feel like um I, well you know we've talked about this before this is a this is a pet peeve of mine uh, over the last couple of years of the show is um having somebody have a meaningful death and then negating that by then just bringing them back again and uh i I'm not calling, I'm not talking about anybody in particular. You sure you aren't. (laughs) Just, yeah. So, you know, I would have of course been heartbroken if Bill had actually died in this episode, you know, I don't want her to die, but, um, but yeah, it's, we have to treat death a little more seriously than this, or, or, or or it will cease to lose its power in, in the storytelling. And we don't want that. So there you go. But yeah, what, Quite fun just a fun episode so
0: all right well guys do you have any other thoughts before we get into the closing part of our show not for me all. Right. At all. all right well we want to know what you guys think so if you're listening and want to let us know what you think about oxygen or dr who series 10 in general let us know and let us know what you think because uh, we want to hear about it you can send us a voice clip if you would like. Uh, you can record it on your smartphone, and you can send that to discussingwho at gmail.com. You can also record a voice message, not a voice, or, well, excuse me, a voicemail on our um, voicemail line, which is 805-850-3946. Again, that number is 805 850 Three nine four six and if you 're on Facebook and uh, which I think most people are now, uh, look us <laughs> up because I think most people my mother has Facebook, and sometimes just makes me want to uh, tell people uh, when she gets on Facebook. She's not been hacked. She's not been hacked. She's not been hacked. And uh, just FYI. It really is her. Yeah. So uh, look us up on Facebook. It is at facebook.com backslash discussing who. And you can also send us a message and even a, attach a voice clip onto the message. And we'll respond to you as quickly as possible. So I've got a couple of questions before we go. Uh, Lee, what are you working on?
2: I am busy, busy, busy writing the, uh, the scripts for episodes 11 through 20 of Relativity, um, which we speak about on this show sometimes, and I always appreciate uh, the support you guys have given this from the, from the very beginning, from before the beginning. Um, I, speaking of Facebook, I, I, I'm stuck. Right now, Relativity has 96 likes on Facebook, which is infuriatingly close to 100, <laughs> and, uh, and it's bugging me. So I'm making an appeal to people who listen to the show. If you haven't been to, uh, you know, Facebook.com slash Relativity Podcast, please go there and uh, review the show. I'd like some more of these uh, stars. That would be cool, too, you know. But um, like us, please. We want to be liked.
0: Okay. (laughs) If you've never
2: heard the show, RelativityPodcast.com.
0: Oh, well, I like how you said that. And I'm going to piggyback and steal that idea because we have 83. He has 96. So let's give okay. him a competition and yeah. let's see who can, even though variables say that he will get there before we do, help us reach well, 100. We've been
2: stuck for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so everybody, more love for everybody is what we're saying. Exactly. We just, Spread yeah.
0: it around. Yeah. And also yeah. another Facebook page that we can um, – you know, visit and I'll let Clarence tell you what it is. Uh, he's probably talking about uh,
1: Techpedition, but I will not say don't even worry about going there. What I really want you to do is, <laughs> <what I really laughs> want a- to, well, you know, I'm you be anti right here a little bit. What I really want you to do is if you're coming out to the Southern Geek Fest this weekend in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, you know, instead of like me on the page, which I would love, which you should also do, too. Come and give me a handshake and tell us how much you like discussing who or tech or the relativity podcast. Uh, just, just come talk to us. We want to hear from our fans, uh, if you're out there. <laughs> so we hope to see you down at, uh, the Southern geek fest in Hattiesburg. What about you, Kyle?
0: Well, speaking of I'll piggyback once again, off of something that you said, speaking of Southern geek fest, uh, we don't know what day yet, but it looks like it's going to be Sunday. Uh, from all accounts, we will have a d- actual Doctor Who panel. So yes, absolutely, come out, shake our hands. Uh, we, we definitely want to meet you. But if you're around on uh, Sunday afternoon and you're looking for something to do, and you see the you know the panel room and um, look for us, and uh, hint back to the Facebook page as soon as we know when that particular panel time is going to be, we will post it on the Facebook page. So we would definitely like to meet you. So absolutely. That's what I'm working on. We've got that coming up this weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Well, guys, do you have anything else? No. no. Good to go. All right. No, well, no. Well, good Looking deal. To next week. And, oh, yeah. Abs- ooh, absolutely. Because I have a, a hinkering that... In our (laughs) review next week, that I will get the opportunity to say something nice. Say something
2: nice? Yes.
0: (laughs) So, again, thanks everybody for listening and spending some of your time with us. You know, we definitely appreciate you taking some time out of your day, your morning, your evening, your afternoon, or whenever it might be. So, on behalf of everyone here at Discussing Who, we are out of here.
2: Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.